This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hola, como esta? Me llamo Señor Fuge. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Week. In a period of the season where nothing much is usually talked about, we've had our first friendly of the season and our chairman has come under fire once again for his pricing strategy. Is it a case of the chairman using the funds to fund his own mistake of the past or is it the structure in place to ensure the future of the club and not end up like some of our championship rivals? Join me tonight with Holly, Blair and John as we talk about the upcoming season and the shallow pockets, potential perceived shallow pockets of the people of S6. Now, if anybody is watching us on YouTube now, Holly is normally quite gone in general and doesn't really have much colour in her cheeks, but she's on the back of a three-day drinking session. And to be fair, I'm pretty proud of of age. I'm I'm not I'm not proud of myself. <laughs> I've so, got the uh, So what tell, I mean bear in mind you, you you've been away to Scarborough and uh, went to see Pulp um and then there was a man at karaoke in a snazzy shirt. I mean tell us about the Jagerbomb pricing strategy. Well, you know what I mean, well, there, there must have been some consumed. I've seen those Jagerbomb eyes before. <laughs> well, Two Jaeger bombs for a fiver or three for six quid. So you've got to get six, haven't you? That's well, yeah, the that law the of the Jaeger bomb. Yeah, yeah. And then in the uh, pulp gig, it, it was about six quid for a little can of lager 
and I queued up for quite a while to get them. So I thought I'll get six of them as well. And I just stacked them on top of each other. <laughs> that is the way to do it. Oh, Holly Lagerhands. I absolutely love it. So, um, right. So I'll tell you what, let's, um, I mean, I'm not going to really going to be much to talk to talk about, uh, you know, annoyingly, I try and rotate everybody on this podcast and the two that went to York, um, aren't here. Uh, but from what Stevie was saying, John, I don't think there was much to write home about and it's not like we scored a screamer, is it? Oh, no, not at all. It was, uh, it's one of those where I was thinking to myself, it's almost come round too quick for me this uh, pre-season malarkey after mm. that Wembley thing. It's almost like we're normally begging for the season to start, but I, I were kind of like wanting to just kind of still just be content with the fact that we would, you know, got the Wembley memory and just just ride it out and you know celebrate it some more, rewatch your YouTube videos, and before you know it, we you jump in a car and, and watching TikTok videos, of people going up to York to watch. Uh, Watch Wednesday, uh, Wednesday play York, and um, yeah, again, I never preseason doesn't do it for me. It's just all about fitness, isn't it? Fitness and tactics, and bedding players in, and and all that. So, but I think I think Stevie said it was like twenty five minutes into the game, and he heard somebody behind him shout, ah, "No changes, does it? <laughs> like, <laughs> come, come on, it's a friendly. What's up with you? You know." But yeah, well, I... goal wise, dreadful, weren't it? Just a. A really bad back pass, which Windass latched onto and put into the empty net, didn't it? But uh, it's just fitness, in it? You know, just just you know, just get the fitness levels up. Don't take it too serious. And uh, yeah, just one of them days, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It's just, it's just literally for the lads to get a run out. I mean, I mean, Blair, is there anything you want to add? I mean, I, I, have you even seen their goal? I don't think I have. <laughs> no, <laughs> me neither. I, I, no, I haven't actually seen it. It's, it, it. It looked like on the camera angle, but um, whoever was playing centre half, I can't, honestly don't even know, don't know anyone who played second half. <laughs> They're all young. They were all really I, young, like seventeen tell you years what, old. All the uh, all the kids had the uh, sponsor free shirt on, which I yeah. thought was absolutely stunning. I thought it looked lovely. Oh yeah. Let's hope that goes up for a raffle or charity. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll snap that up. I'll snap that up. <laughs> now, uh, bear in mind, speaking of raffle and charity, uh, we did put a raffle up to win the uh, to win the shirt this season. It's it's still up. Uh, the end date is actually the uh, the twenty eighth of this month. So it's going to be a very long running raffle. My sincerest apologies. That was a bit of an admin error, and uh, and I must admit, you know, we're we're up to a decent amount of money, and we're going to go and uh, we're going to raffle off a shirt, and then we're going to raffle off something else straight after. So uh, <laughs> if you want to be in it. Um, all the money will be then going to charity afterwards. Um, Holly, I, are you feeling you've got those? Uh, you've got those. Um, I don't know what you'd call them. Not like painted on eyes. You know what I mean? Like I am deteriorating fast. <laughs> all right, make sure you consume lots of fluids, and uh, and and I don't suppose you have anything else to add about York. I don't think anybody else is really that uh, really that interested. No, no. Just at least one. we had a manager by the time we played it. Friendly. <laughs> well, yeah, that's four, it. Three, three. We played four three three. Yeah. You know what I mean. I that that that's exciting to me. Do we have the players for it? Have we got any signings? No, we haven't. It's a weird time to be doing a podcast about it. This is why I take the summer off, ladies and gents. This is why I don't bother. However, in the news last week, after recording last week, we uh, we did uh, we did announce a manager, but also Carlton Palmer was in the uh, was in the news with the boss, uh, John. I don't I don't suppose you saw much of his story, did you? I I actually tuned in live to the to the YouTube press conference. I thought, you know, unveiling of the new manager, 
Um, I thought, yeah, um, heard some good things about his about this guy from his time at Watford. Chan Series sat with him. He's obviously gained, gained him a ringing, ringing endorsement, or at least I thought that's what was going to happen. And, um, you know, three minutes in, he's saying he ain't got best CV. Pulling, pull, it was what, saying, who's that guy slagging us off? Leighton. Eh? Who? Leighton. Carlton. Carlton. Carlton Palmer. <laughs> and just went on an absolute massive tirade about Palmer and uh, trying to damage the club. And my new manager sat there and thinking, what the hell's going on here? Like, you know, I, thought he was, I thought he'd come here to talk about football, you know. And he, he actually he kept himself kind of with in, some. Yeah, yeah, he did. He kept himself with some stoic uh, stoic dignity, didn't he? There, yeah. he, he was very much like, well, all right, what 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 we're doing here, lads? This is this is mental. And then, but there's a bit, John, that you're referencing where he kind of goes, he kind of says something. He, he really tries, like Chancery tries to infer that Carlton's got some kind of some kind of mental illness or something like that. And, and he kind of laughs, looks at Chisco, who, who to, you know, come on, back me up here on the laugh. Chisco still sat there with his stoic <laughs> dignity, just staring at Fo, and he goes, eh. oh. and then, and then moves back to where he was. Didn't land that one, DC. Now, Blair, did you, uh, did you hear uh, Carlton on TalkSport the following day? Um, I've seen him on, I've seen clips of him. So on, on, yeah. like, on, the, on the Twitter clips. Like, like, like to do the little sound bites. Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, he's well up for it. Um, Simon Jordan was obviously protecting the chairman because he's in, in the chairman's um, what would you call it? Chairman's side of things, isn't he? Fraternity. Oh, yeah, he hate. Yeah, he hates players. Doesn't he? <laughs> he loves chairman. Hates players. Doesn't he, Simon? And um, um, I'm. One, Carlton's like saying, "Yeah, I'll I'll go for it. I'm sticking up for my mate and stuff." And then Simon Jordan said something like, "Yeah, but what what if your mate's like not say, say, say saying the truth or whatever?" And it was all a bit bit embarrassing, really, from a club point of view, wasn't it? Like, what what? Why are we got ex players from 25 years ago talking about as manager being like not sacked? But left mutually, and then the chairman coming out and saying he wanted four times his salary. It's just all a bit mental, and that's unheard of, isn't it? But like, there's, there's <laughs> a weird, there's a weird bit in the Holly where there's no real context. Like, for example, right? Let's let's say that he, he got a year extension on you know hundred grand, right? And he wanted two years, four hundred grand. Three years, four hundred grand, which is you know, four times as much in in Chan series language, like you know, you know what I mean. There was no context, and it, it, it like you kind of just want to go, lads, you're both wrong. Stop it. I feel like they just it's happened now, hasn't it? So just I don't know why Chan series. It was the weirdest new manager unveiling of all time. Why did Chan series answer the first question by saying? The new manager's crap, and then talk about Carlton Palmer for twenty minutes while the new manager's <laughs> out there. And he's like, "I don't know Carlton Palmer. Is he didn't give a crap about that? It, at no point were he like, look, this is the new man for the job or anything. He was just like, and Carlton Palmer said this about me, and it's just ridiculous. And they've announced another press conference because all the press conferences are going so well at the moment with wow. some kids. So now he's just going to have a Carlton Palmer rant at some kids." <laughs> so go on then, tell us tell us about this H because uh, I, I must admit I, I I've been working today. I didn't really get a chance to read the article and and it and it sounds really intriguing. Well, it says something like they want to give young supporters 
a voice and you can send you send in your questions, which is always a classic in it. Don't just blurt them out. You've got to they've got to be vetted. But also, I there isn't like a lower age limit on it, but it does say under twenty one. So it's not actually kids, it's adults as well. I don't know. I don't know what. But you can send in your questions and then they're going to ask him about it and he's obviously just going to not answer and talk about Carlton Palmer again. <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange. Almost like, almost like a, um, a press conference for a boxing match or something, isn't it, at times? It's just like, you know, just wanted yeah. to, to say that Carlton Palmer, if, if he wants to stand in front, me, in front of me like a man or a lady, I'm like, what's he doing? What's he on about? Yeah. What did annoy me was that the first question the journalist asked was about Darren Moore. I mean, Chansu yeah. could, could have shut that down and said, not talk about that anymore. It's done and yeah. How can you possibly have anything else to say? You were there for about six days at that fan. But then he went, yeah, but then he went, <laughs> he just went on a 15 minute tirade, didn't he? It's like, and then, but, uh, fair play to Cisco, his first question, his first thing was directly to. I think it might have been the Sky Sports journalist who asked a question to, about Darren Moore, who basically just said, that's all in the past now. We can't look at the past at all anymore. Oh, and when he started banging the table. Yeah, I thought that was like quite impressive. Our, yeah. We're sold. Yeah, I was real. I'm full full Spanish now. Yeah, yeah. I, I must I must admit, I'm I'm toying with getting a Spanish flag for, for the backdrop on this on this podcast now. I think I think it'll add to the ambiance. Um tell you what, like, I, do, I, I brought a San Miguel yesterday. I'd never buy that. I never buy that. <laughs> I thought that's a Spanish flag. Spanish no way I just like Carl. Spanish things. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just like Spanish things now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh speaking of Spain, I've got myself my tickets to go to Real Murcia uh, uh, next week. Um, I'm going to go to Mercia for 22 hours or something. That's going to be fun, and I'm uh, I'm already planning because I've got a I've got a guy at work. Right, his dad's a big Sheffield Wednesday fan. He listens to this show, right? And so uh, and so it it before the Wembley game, he went. My dad's got me ticket to Wembley. It looks like I've got to be a Wednesday fan now. I went, oh god, mate. Like he's just like 23. You know what I mean? He's like. He tried to follow Arsenal. You know, they're just depressing. So uh, so his dad's made him a Wednesday fan. So we dragged him out all around Wembley on the, on the day. And uh, and I was sat there arbitrarily booking flights. And I said, do you want the day off to go to, to, go to, uh, to, go to Real Mercia? And he went, what? I went, well, you can, you can have Tuesday off and Wednesday, but only if you go to the Wednesday game. And he went, yeah, I'll go. So he's going. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> So uh, you know, I I bullied him with his uh, with it with his time off. But the, the, sorry to, to to bring this back to the um, Chansiri thing. What the timing of it was really weird. Like that, you know, we discussed this last time that we, we had the fans forum. We had the you know the dismissal of Darren Moore and the mutual consent and all the rest of it. Then the then the statement a week later, and then he brought it up again, and and it's just. <sighs> There is an element of who is in charge of watching what this man says in the press. He must be an absolute journalist dream because he's got a nine-minute answer about paper towels on the cop. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, somebody, somebody slagging him off in the media is, is going to be another 24 minutes. But And this, this is what it should be. It should be like, Darren, what about the paper towels? Thank you very much. I'll pass it on. All right, sick. Do you know what I mean? That's that's it. It doesn't need any more. Like, what about Darren Moore? We couldn't agree terms. That's it, right? I don't understand, like, 
why they why everything is such a personal attack and i can't work out if it's a cultural thing i can't work out if it's if it's a pride thing or is it the sycophants around him just not telling him to stop it off like you know what i mean i, I feel like i should get it with you guys as well especially you know the, the other movie podcast that i do when uh you know when my my other presenter ryan starts chirps in on about stories of skegness i feel like i want to get an air horn and every time he, he chirps in mid-sentence while I'm saying something, just go, ah! that's that's what that's what Trevor Braithwaite needs for one of those press conferences. Just a big air horn that goes, ah! like you know what I mean? But oh, anyway. Stop yeah. stop doing any press conferences now. I've never known anyone except maybe that Peterborough chairman. Do as many <laughs> press conferences. Just yeah. Just stop. Just stop. Yeah, oh, it, I, I, it's funny, I love the idea. He's got these so-called advisors. But who was the PR guy? Who was the guy that's like, you know, screening this stuff and saying, well, you know, they're going to ask you this, they're going to ask you that. Don't get too, yeah. you know, het up about stuff. Just get, you know, keep a, get a straight answer and move on. They'll try and tie you up in nuts. We ain't got a There's... PR guy. He wanted four times as much. Yeah, it must have been that. Must have been that. Why don't you get Braithwaite and Son doing it for fuck's sake? Like, you know what I mean? He's in charge of that. But like, does it? Does it? I like. I like the thought process of. Hey, listen, you lot of shit at this. I'll do it myself. I'll put myself out there. I'll do it myself. Like he's gonna be great at it. Like he's yeah, gonna be the in, man. He's that's in the Yorkshire. I'll just say how it yeah. is. Just say how just it is. Say how it is. I'll tell him. I'll bloody tell him how it is because I'm the one with the bloody money. You can tell he's been surrounded by people who've not told him no. Right, speaking of people who've not told him no, let's move on because uh, Sheffield Wednesday announced today their next phasing of the season tickets. Uh, another hot topic. Um, now, I'm going to try and bring balance to this conversation, which I'm very unhappy about, don't get me wrong. Now, on one hand, we have a lot of, uh, a lot of teams in the championship, Blair, uh, that are struggling. Uh, uh, to to fall within the lines of FFP, and um, and maybe things are too cheap. Maybe fifty pound shirts are too cheap, and they should be sixty pounds, sixty five pounds. Maybe, maybe. I mean, bear in mind, in what nineteen ninety two they were thirty two quid. So in terms of inflation, is that where they should be right now? Thirty years later, I don't know. I'm just speculating. Now, we also know that the prices uh, were relatively quite high, even when Milan Mandaric was in charge of the club. Has he just continued that trend, or has he piled on top? Um, I know you've got a lot to say about it. Go on, Blair. I'm going to give you the floor. You've got a couple of minutes. Okay. So, firstly, it is, like, outrageously expensive, like everything else in this world at the moment is what, £2 for six eggs at the moment? It's like mental. The world's gone mental. No idea. But <laughs> he doesn't do his own shopping, old fudge. He doesn't do his own um, But in football terms, the Premier League's parachute payments and, and the financial fair play rules with the EFL boy and all the profit and sustainability rules just don't work. It's like it's absolutely broken. So an average an average wage now of a championship player is like fifteen grand a week, and that's like a bang average player. Do you know that's for your backinson? See what I mean? So and Cameron you, Dawson's on twice that. Yeah, well, well, not twice, but he's on a fair bit more, isn't he? North of twenty. So you're looking at like every player in your squad will be earning, you know, seven hundred grand to 
two million pound a year, which is just insane. You then compete, and you're trying to compete with clubs who are going. So you all want the same player, and they'll go, yeah, but we can offer. They'll they'll offer him thirty grand. So how much are you going to offer him? So that's what happened to us before. Um, you've got play. You got you got fans saying, well, we're not going to the fans. So you have got West Brom, who are now absolutely bollocked because they failed to get promoted. They carried on paying players over thirty thousand pound a week, and now they can't get. Now, now they yeah. can't shift them. I think they sold one for seven million quid, which is going to help offset some costs in terms of like tickets. That's why their tickets are only twenty eight pound for the entire ground, whereas because they they could put seven million pounds into their accounts. Whereas you look at what happened to. So the only reason I'm not, not overly like so disgruntled and disgusted by it and stuff is because of what happened four years ago. You know, Chan Siri came in, it brought established, it didn't buy any young players to be that many. So the strategy was quite wrong, really. We all brought, they only brought experience, been there, done it players. You know, Ross Wallace, Forest area, I think he was like 25, 26. Gary Uper, you know, that was season one. Then season two, they, they didn't change the strategy. It was Jordan Rhodes, it was Alvin Aberdeen. So none of these players had sell on value. So you had to get promoted. And we didn't get promoted. And by not getting promoted, we had to sort his books out, which we couldn't sort his books out because we didn't have enough money to offsell the, the outgoings. And then, so he had to sell, sell the ground to himself, which he can't do anymore. And then the, the punishment for these clubs who do, who do fall foul of FFP is transfer embargoes. Every summer was a transfer embargo, wasn't it? a soft embargo. Um, you can only have loans and all this sort of shit. Can you remember? And then, yeah. and then we got a points deduction eventually, which eventually led to our demise in League One. You look at Cardiff. Cardiff are currently operating in a, the same ilk now. They were, they were in a, they were in a transfer embargo and most likely had a points deduction last season. Most likely going to happen again next season. Um, West Brom, I can imagine Stokes in a similar situation. Because the, the, the rules are so crap. Like, a sponsor... Has to be you can't like sponsor. So a sponsor has to be in sort of like I think I think it's like ten percent of your turnover or something like ridiculous like that. So it just it's to basically stop John West Tuna from sponsoring us for two hundred million for five years. It's got to be like seven hundred grand a year or something. It's not it's not a lot of money. And then you've got you can same same with your naming rights for your stadium. You could you could sell your naming rights to the stadium, but again it won't. It's got to be like within the rules, so you can't like be an overinflated price to stop that. And then you compare that, and then you, you put that in. Transfer fees are inflated now as well, compared to when they were five years ago. So when we got Forestier for three million quid... Gary Sorry, Blair, did your cat quid. just walk across your keyboard then? Yeah. <laughs> so when you got Forestier for three million quid, how much would he be in today's market if we brought him the same player, the same age? Now, right, so point, got... yeah. But the threshold is still thirty million pound. Well, this, make- this is yeah, this is my issue that the thirty million pound threshold hasn't gone up. Now, Holly, uh, you know, do you feel as a, as a long time season ticket holder that, given all that that Blair's outlined there, that you're being charged for the shite storm that he did all those years ago when he when we paid for Premier League promotion and didn't get it? Yeah. I- 
obviously with the greatest respect, Blair, I don't give a crap about any of that stuff. I don't. It's not my fault that the players are chat wanting to be paid however much a week. I don't care about that stuff. I don't even really care if we're in championship. If I'm honest, I don't really care at all. I just want to go and watch some footy, and I feel like. What what what's a category A ticket? Did we say sixty quid or something stupid? It's something ridiculous, isn't it? So if you're yeah. a family, uh, Southampton Southampton on the first game of the season is going to be category D. Uh, See, I think I what believe. they've done there is they've shit the pants because they've seen that we're going to be a category A, won't it? And everyone's gone mental, so they thought, oh shit, we'll just bump it down. Yeah, essentially, if, if the team that's come down from the Premier League isn't Category A... The first game of like... the season, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they've shit themselves, which maybe maybe they'll realise and none of them will be Category A by the end of it, or they'll put one in there that no one gives a crap about. But I just think for a family to go 200 quid or whatever for a 90 minutes when we're getting spanked by Preston or whatever... Like it's not worth it, is it? And then, but none of them can get a shirt because shirts are sixty odd quid. What they're going to charge us a tenner for a burger or something now and all? Just why yeah. not? Like, but this is this is where it ties in, right? So you know, the league have got involved in terms of how much money you're allowed to charge for sponsorship. They've got involved in how much you're allowed to spend over a year. They've got involved on how much you're allowed to charge this and charge that. But they haven't got involved in how much they're charging the fans. And I think that's the bit that pisses me off. Like the, the EFL have clearly just gone, let's look at um, how to keep these clubs afloat. Right. Let's have a look. Let's really keep an eye on that, you know, on on these clubs. But they haven't thought, let's keep an eye on the fans. Because I think that this current pricing strategy is literally going to push kids to the other side of Sheffield. Oh, especially local will. Theirs is cheaper. But they've all like they've always done more concession tickets than us. And there's loads mm -hmm. of people. I mean, it's a university city. So there's loads of people who travel up as young people and then decide what to do with the weekends and that they're definitely not going to come to us. And like, as the season tickets gone up like 300 quid to what they were last season, are we going to be 300 quid better? No. Are we? No. I just, and, and like, the, the club praised the fans for getting them over the line in that Peterborough game. If that Peterborough game had been a Category A and you'd have been paying 60 quid when we're 4-0 down, like, you just wouldn't have done it, would you? And, yeah, and you're, you're I, dead right. I feel Excellent like point. maybe, like, Black, well, Blackpool fans didn't stand for it, did they? They just went to all the away games and stuff, and, and we're yeah. all all right because we've got a season ticket. So I think a lot of people that are going, oh, just pay it, are all the people who have already got season tickets. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and the, the, the I'm all right, Jack, is, yeah. can get in the bin. And there's a lot of people say like using it as a way to prove that you're worthy or that you're a diehard fan. Oh, we'll just pay it like it's tin pot if you don't pay it. <clears throat> but there has to come a point when it's it's too much. Everyone's skin, and I don't like I I don't like the thought of people who are skin can't do stuff that they enjoy because it's too much. Yeah, I think that's yeah. properly turd. And that's, you know, that's why we're going to buy tickets and stuff like that, you know, as part of our community foundation. But but still, it's ridiculous. So I'm going to throw some more stats at you, H. So everybody likes using the South Stand as a, as a barometer because that's our most expensive stand. So <laughs> Category D, that's the fourth tier down Category D on the South Stand 
is 47 quid uh non-members 42 quid for members even 42 quid is is really expensive and what i did i thought i'd take a look at how much it was at southampton at home against the treble winning team manchester city 20 quid cheaper it's four it was 27 pounds to get a ticket for saints versus man city last season uh when when they played well, the, the title-winning, European Cup-winning team. Um, so, you know, the, the the question comes round again, doesn't it? Are you are you taking the piss? Well, Newcastle season tickets are cheaper than ours as well. I mean, they're probably up there in like the heavens above the clouds. In but that they can they can afford to be cheaper. I, you know, I, I wanted to use a team that was that was that's, I still had to you know tie its purse strings together, mm-hmm. like like Saints did. But you know, uh, you know, <laughs> Newcastle can afford to be cheap. Um, I mean, what what do you think, John? I mean, it it's too dear, isn't it? I mean, before you take into consideration, like I've mentioned on this show before, that Sheffield is South Yorkshire specifically is the. Uh, it changed, by the way, after the stat that I released the other week. It's thirty six out of forty one in terms of um, in terms of capita per person. Uh, on on average, so thirty six out of forty one. But we are paying top end Premier League prices for our season ticket. Is it, it? Do I need to go down the capitalism rant again, or or is it justified? For me, it's not justified. And and one of the things that really annoys me about it is that, and Holly touched on it earlier, is we we've got all that brilliant euphoria that day at Wembley and for me I think it reconnected a lot of fans with the club and imagine how many new fans we gained as well from that experience it could have been you know some some of their first real memories of a bit of success for Wednesday you know a young kid you know why well, I remember that it's just old enough to remember now that you know it, when we took 50,000 down to Wembley and we and we managed to to get ourselves back into the championship and it feels to me like he's killed all that reconnectivity with with the fans and trying to get more fans in. And he's also quite hypocritical as well because if you remember a few seasons back, he said that our money means nothing. You know, he had a bit of a yeah, dig yeah, at the did. fans saying our money means nothing. Well, if it doesn't mean anything, why are you putting it? You know, trying to make us pay through nose for for season tickets and and match day tickets and memberships. Um, I think it's I think it's dead wrong, and and the worry is that you would lose fans. Maybe you do lose fans to United. Maybe they just can only only watch on TV and the highlights and stuff. And the, the the last season, what got us over the line were the fans. You know, you, the the four nil mm-hmm. down doesn't happen like Holly said before. The the four nil comeback does not happen without a packed Hillsborough and us roaring them and sucking that ball into that net and pulling them over the line. You ain't gonna get that. If you, people can't afford you know 60 pound a ticket i mean it's it's outrageous really and it's not even like oh we've just signed you know uh six players that are championship quality and i might fire his back up or done a wolves and got a super agent in and we've signed champions league portuguese players and stuff you know what i mean we've we've signed we've re-signed two players that we had on on books last season and nothing since so i, I think it's dead wrong and i don't know what he thinks Again, coming back to advisors, you're not being here long enough to know now that it's it's Hillsborough, not Beverly Hillsborough. Do you know what I mean? People aren't rich in these parts of the world. It's the working class city. And it, okay, you know, let me. That's all. Yeah. 
let let me fire some let me fire some uh, information at you while uh, while Blair's cat has a meltdown in the background. It's fine. Um, That's Holly's cat. Oh, is it yours, Holly? Does it need letting in or something? Is it like the cat from <laughs> Bloody Flintstones or something like that? <laughs> right. So, the most expensive ticket in the ground is on the south stand. Yeah. Uh, what are we up to now? It's about eight hundred quid in it. What is it? 800. <laughs> Let me have a look. Right, South Stand Adult, £825. Now, the what what John Gill did was go back in time to uh, the 2014-2015 season, Wan Disco season, uh, Mikhail Antonio, stuff like that. And the most expensive one then, when Mandarich was in charge, was uh, £595 on the on the South Stand, 595 If you enter that into what's called the Consumer Price Index, the CPI, which essentially adjusts for inflation and, and whatnot like that, the, it comes out at £781.60. So it's even more expensive than inflation, but on, only by like 35 quid. So... Just like the shirts, just like the tickets on on the match days, everything's got just a few quid chucked on it, and it's starting to it's starting to really frustrate me. And all those people online that are sat there going, "Well, you should have paid it back in January." What if I didn't want to? Who the fuck are you? Just after do, Christmas. Do you know what you mean? <laughs> just yeah, yeah, just after Christmas, literally. And, and this is this is gonna this is gonna make you laugh. Actually, there is a there's a thing. I think I've said it before on this show. I work in the hospitality game, and February payday, the first payday weekend of, uh, of February, the first weekend, is what's called a, a key date on the on the calendar. So our head office genuinely send us out stuff and content to put on that weekend because we know it's going to be a key date because people are skint in January. And, like, you know, you've seen the memes. It's the 12,262nd of January and paydays in three to seven months. You know what I mean? We've all seen them, right? So... Sitting there telling people online you should have bought it in January and to berate people who wanted to to wait to see what league we were, we were playing in. All irrelevant. It's all irrelevant. Yeah, but it, that makes it's just it, too, too dear. That makes it sound like uh, you've got a parking fine. If you pay it early, yeah. you can get 38 for 30 quid. But if you don't, it's going up to the 90. But aside yeah. from the season tickets, I'm not a businessman at all. Two people buying a slightly cheaper ticket is better than one person buying an expensive ticket. So I don't understand why you wouldn't just have why you wouldn't just want more people to come because then more people, two people are gonna buy two burgers and two pints or six cans, and they're gonna spend more money. And then the shirts being a bit cheaper, then more people see the shirts about in the city of Sheffield and go, what's that? And when it comes to when it comes to concessions like shirts, I completely agree with you. I, th I think more people buy them if they were cheaper. The issue, I think, is I don't know what that noise is. Does anybody keep hearing like a piano tinkle every now and again? Or is it just me? God, I don't know what's happening. I feel like it might, might be my headphones dying. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it probably is that, actually. So... I've completely forgotten my point. So yeah, so if the if the shirts were cheaper, more people would buy the shirts. I I believe that that would happen. I I agree with that. But I feel like if the season tickets are cheaper, I don't believe that we'd sell more. I think it's a nice idea. I think the potential to sell more is there. 
but I, I don't believe, I still think we will just get around 20,000 fans. And, and Well, the, the Stars the, put out a thing today saying that we've surpassed last season's season ticket total. That's because um, of Wembley, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but I don't mean season tickets. I mean on the, the match, on pay the on day. the gate prices. Mm. There's quite I, a I lot agree. of people that would go to 10 games a season. Well, 10 games a season mm. when it's more than 50 quid per game, that comes to quite a lot. And um, in the women's supporters group, chat loads of people who have said they would normally go to 10 games and now only going to go to a couple because they can't afford that price and they can't afford that price if they're going to take the kids as well i know but we are fickle as people though because as soon as they start if, if we start doing well next season attendances will be up that's just, that's just, you mean that's people like you bought the season ticket of back of that yeah. Peterborough game <laughs> yeah. but it will it, it, people will turn up if we were if we have a top, if if we somehow get playoffs next season, which will never happen, it will still sell out, even if it's category A. Yeah, but no, I I don't I don't know about that. There, there comes a point where it is just too expensive, and no amount of we're playing well means that you've got enough money to just spend hundred quid on a match on a football match. Yeah, you might spend whatever you might push boat out to go to Wembley or to go to a specific away game, but the home games are your bread and butter, aren't they? It should just be a reasonable price to get people to go to as many games as they can. Because if you took your kids to two games in a season or you took them to 10 games in a season, the more games they go to, the more games they want to go to, well, I suppose it depends <laughs> if you if we're really bad. And I, I genuinely don't care what league we're in. So us... Me, I'm. I don't care if I'm. I'm not paying for us being in championship. I'm just paying for what whatever league it is. Um, so I don't really care about or oh, pay twice as much and will spend it on players. I don't care really. We've seen some real. If I did, I wouldn't support Wednesday, would I? Like, no, that's fair. That's fair. Anyway, <laughs> listen. This is, the this is a hot topic. Are, Go on. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, wrap it up for me, player. Wrap it up. I was going to say, like, the, the transfers now need to be pretty good, don't they? Like you can't, you've got to have some pretty good signings now to like encourage people to come and watch you. I think I think everything's expensive. Everything is expensive. And, well, I was, and I, I went to cinema the other week, and it was insane how much how much money I spent. Oh God, who goes to cinema anymore? They, everybody's been <laughs> trying to, you know, everybody's been dropping off them for years. Right, listen, let's move on. Let's let's put let's put a pin in that, uh, John. I can't believe people are turning their nose up at Troy Deeney. Come on, man, that's the right signing, isn't it? Oof, um, it's that's a tricky one because what uh, what is he now? Is he thirty five? There about shit. Um, it's Troy Deeney. It's Troy Deeney. Um, he talks about himself in the third person. Does and um, whenever I think of him, I always I can't help but think of that playoff game against Leicester. It was just immense. Wasn't it? That was like one of their like with our playoff like you know dream game. I think that was theirs, wasn't it? But he, I think Forestieri crossed the ball to him as well for that one. But yeah, he was a great player in his day. But what the talking player coach? I think I heard as well. The, Something um, like that. New rumor. Um, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> Imagine you wanted to pay sixty pound a ticket to go you signing Troy Dean. I think there'd be a, a few upset fans, but I don't know. I'm on the fence with him a little bit. I, if he's still, he's probably not. I don't think he would have a lightning quick, would he? But he was a decent finisher. But I don't know, thirty five. But then again, the people want Vardy, isn't they? And he's what? He's probably older, so I don't. I don't know about that one. Yeah, he's on hundred. <laughs> he's on hundred twenty grand a week as well. So well, yeah, Vardy. <laughs> I'd have to take a, 
it's like a massive pay cut, wouldn't it? Yeah. But yeah. Don't know about Trading. What do you think, boy? I mean, <laughs> I did that. <laughs> I did that Anakin Skywalker meme, didn't I? When he speaks to Padme, and he's like, he's coming as a coach, right? And it's like, He's coming as a coach, right? Because <laughs> like, 30, our front line would be Smith at thirty at thirty one, Craig with thirty five, and, yeah. and, and Dini at thirty five. Like, OAPs up front. I mean, Holly, these two are on crack. Back me up. <laughs> Troy Dini's not a bad shout, is it? Well, I really upset myself because I like God. How old he? And then I looked it up, and he's younger than me. So that really upset me. <laughs> um, but. I think, did he only score 11 goals while he were at Birmingham? That's not many, is it? 11 in the championship, though. I mean, bear in mind, we're not exactly blessed in terms of history books of of players that have scored double figures in the second tier. Well, Jordan Rhodes was the top scorer overall in the championship until he came to us, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, I, although when you think about it, right, Jordan Rhodes' career had already started to take a nosedive post-Blackburn. There's a reason Middlesbrough sold him to us because they knew he'd, whatever he had had gone. And then we got him and went, oh, God, he's rubbish. What happened? Well, I'm, I'm, and now I'm, you're I'm not, I'm not talking about him. I'm not, I'm not talking about him again. All right. Well, it it looks like Troy Deeney might turn up in a player coach role. If that happens, I don't think I've got a massive issue with it, and uh, I quite like Troy Deeney. Chance Deeney's following him, so it's it's confirmed. Well, if that chance series followed him, you've heard it here last. All right, then. So, listen, we're 40 minutes in. We've not really got a lot to talk to. So, what we're going to do, we're going to bring back a popular feature from last season. John, it's quiz time. This is your big moment to shine. This is where you make us look like assholes because bear in mind, you know, I've, I should have had a Barocca before we did this. All right. No worries. Um, yeah. So um, just get me wording right so that you understand it. So, um, <laughs> so from the, so I think the Premier League started in 1992. So the inception of the Premier League until present day, there Football are. started in 1992, John, get right? Well, exactly. Yeah. You know, that, for many, uh, many people, that's the case, isn't it? But, um, since so since ninety two to present day, we've played fifteen current or former Premier League teams that now have a new stadium. Can you name? Well, so name in the, club, the championship the now, or people. Stadium. So so with the, we've played. So there's been fifteen teams that have either are in the Premier League now or have been in the Premier League. So for since ninety two, yeah, that we've played. During that time, so between '92 to present day, that now have a new stadium. They're not playing that old stadium anymore. All right. Um, what what so order do you want to go in? Be... Yep. So on my screen, I'll go clockwise, which would be Dan, Holly, and then Blair. Right. Okay. Okay. So right. So I can I can start with Southampton. Mm-hmm. Ting. You'll go, yeah. So Southampton are on there. The Dell we last played in two thousand and two in the FA Cup and lost three one. Man City. Man City. Man City are on there. Yeah, Main Road. We played there in two thousand and two and lost four nil. Brighton, Hove Albion. Yeah, near Dan's neck of the woods. That one. Yep. So. Uh, Brighton uh, was the with Dean Stadium, and we last played there in two thousand and three, and it was a one-one draw. Remember when that played? Leon Knight played from. Mm. Crap, right? <laughs> crap. 
Leon Knight was my first celebrity blocking on uh, on Twitter. <laughs> right then. Um, okay, so that's that's one apiece. Right, it's back down to me. Uh, Sunderland. Roker yep. Park to Stadium Alight. Yep, Sunderland are on the list. Uh, we last played at Roker Park in 1996. 1-1 draw. Holly. Back to Holly. West Ham. Yep, West Ham are on there. Um, we played at the Boulogne Ground or Upton Park, whichever whichever you fancy, back in 2000, and we won 2 1. Blair. Middlesbrough. Ah, you prick. <laughs> yep, Middlesbrough on there. It was uh, 1992 at Ayrson Park. Uh, we got a 1 1 draw. Back to them. Derby County. Yep, Derby's on there. We played at their old ground, which was the baseball ground in 1997. Uh, it was 2-2. Uh, to I'm too hungover for thinking. <laughs> Huddersfield. <laughs> uh, no, actually no. Huddersfield are not on the list. Um but they'd um uh, the time they'd done McCain thing with they're not to well they're just not on the list. I did I, I Google. <laughs> they're just not there. Just didn't make it. They're just not there. All right, I can't remember. Top. Yeah, they're not on it though. Yeah, unfortunately. Only top side at two. Get this one player to Ollie, stay in the game. Arsenal. Of course, yeah. The old enemy. Arsenal. Yeah, we last played at Highbright in the year two thousand, drawing three three. It was the game that we went down, I believe. After being 3-1 up. So, right. So, John, just go through the criteria for me. We've played there in the Premier League. Yeah. Go on. So, right, so the criteria is, um, the, so between 92 and present day, they've either been in the Premier League or, or, or they are currently in the Premier League and we've played them between the years of 92 and present day, but they're now in a new stadium. So if I say Tottenham, is that wrong? No, Tottenham was right. We played at White Hart Lane back in the year 2000, winning 1-0. I have that, that computer man. What else you got? Come on, computer man. <laughs> that, was, that was the last one I had. Oh, shit. <laughs> Let's go for... Oh, bastard. <laughs> no! Holly, have some fluids, quick. I'm melting. <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is an audio medium, yeah, so well yeah, played, Stinkin. Uh, Holly, Holly's got a joke for you about a frog. <laughs> you can't just go about telling that joke; it's too too funny. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tease that joke all season now and you're gonna tell it at the end of the season, the the frog joke. And it's just it's just gonna be one of those things that just hangs there and it's gonna be like, What about the frog joke? Tell me the frog joke. And people are gonna stop you at Hillsborough and they're gonna come over and they're gonna go, What's this frog joke? And you won't be able to get through it. It's all in the delivery. <laughs> yeah, where you sit and piss yourself for five minutes. Blair, we're gonna have to push it. Uh, oh, I think I'm I think I'm gone. I think I'm gone. Uh, got a guess at all? <laughs> I was going to say, oh, it's not them. 
I can't even think of any new grounds now. No, I've gone. I've gone. I can't even get no, it. Just give somebody. Don't let him win by default. That's uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be my new uh, my new thing. But I'm calling win on that one, John, because he's took ages, yeah. and we we even yeah. had a chat about about a frog joke. Go on, t- tell us who the ones we've missed. Put some misery onto his plate. Go on. Okay, the ones you missed were Bolton Wanderers. We're good. We Go on. Oh, shit. I don't know if that's Burnden Park. We played back there in the League Cup in '93, drawing one-one. Uh, Wimbledon. Um, oh, great one. We played back at Set at Selhurst because they weren't at Plough Lane by then, and that was in 2002, winning three-nil. The one I thought you'd get, Blair, is the team that we'll be playing next season after, also under tie ownership, Leicester City. Oh, yeah. Filbert Street, 2000, uh, sorry, Filbert Street, 1999, lost 3-0. Uh, the other ones are Coventry, Highfield Road. We played back there in 2004 in the League Cup, losing 1-0. Uh, Cardiff, Ninian Park, played back there in 2008, losing 2-0. And then another one I thought you might get, Blair, um, was the uh, Brentford, Griffin Park. Oh, ah, we won it me, yeah. in their last <laughs> season. I think we got hammered there 5 0 back in 2020. Thank you, John. That was uh, that was actually quite annoying to listen to the fact that I topped out with Tottenham, and, and and if he'd have got one right, I'd have been struggling. But listen, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna wrap it up there because it's a preseason show, and this is just a preseason friendly of a show. And Holly looks like she needs to go for a nap. So thanks a lot for joining us. Buenos noches. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talksport Fan Network. Talksport, powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.